Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's just like if Biggie and Tupac were friends. I'm Matt, the notorious B.I.G. dog icorn, joined by Jorpak Shakur, the little pop, Jordan Flegel. What's going on, brother? West side. East side. West side. What's going on? Oh, love. It's one side, baby. Let's go. Yeah, let's meet in the middle of, like, Wyoming or something. I don't know. I think that we both are, we have enough street cred to our names that we can at least, we can, we can probably say right now, between the two of us, we can squash the east and west coast beefs. Yeah, I think so. Uh, although Northern Ontario it, white guy. Yeah, and we, we can squash this beef. We can squash. I wish we could squash the uh, East versus West Owen Sound Ontario beef, mm. but we can't. We're both from. No. We're both East Siders. And, it ends. Uh, it, it ends in like a stalemate, I guess, because they just kind of yeah. shut it down, and all the then it's just kind of like all the sketchy people live on the West side, but then they all do all their sketchy stuff on the East side. You know what yeah, I mean? West side's like true. the nice part of town. East side's like, yeah. Anyway, oh, great, great Owen sound humor for all of our listeners right now. Owen sound Ontario with a population of like 20,000. It's great. Check gotta, it out. Yeah. It's uh, what, what, what they used to call it. Where, where you want to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah great I think slogan. they changed it to where you want to fish. Uh, and I don't <laughs> think that's a joke. Uh, but anyways, uh, also not a joke the actual podcast what's going on everybody uh it's the uh, big dog ball talk podcast uh lots to talk about in the nba finally jordan technically monday didn't affect we didn't really get a a big dog ball talk curse put down no, because no. And we and we shouldn't really have much right to worry about right now because it was uh, as we're recording this it's thursday it's american thanksgiving uh everybody south of the border uh but because of this, there's no NBA games, just football. Uh, so we don't actually have, like, if we talk about a team, we don't have to worry about them doing the exact opposite by the time this releases on Friday. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling very Perfect. nice. I feel so relaxed, man. This is, uh, <laughs> I, I can finally, like, untense. feels like a, a weight's off my shoulders, you know? Yes, me too. No, I know, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, I was surprised to look at the games on a, to me as a Canadian, you know, random Thursday night, no games today. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what's going on. But, um but yeah, no, you're right. We're free from the curse this time, so that feels good. And uh, yeah, this is uh, definitely not the last. We'll hear about the curse, and uh, you know, maybe we'll uh, you guys will learn a little bit more about that at some point. Uh, but Jordan, we're going to kick it off right now. Uh, one of the biggest news stories right now going on: uh, LeBron James. Uh, you know, he was clutch uh, last night against the, the Indiana Pacers. You know, hitting some dagger threes. But uh, you know, the really the talk wasn't about the game. It was about some of the antics that. In the fourth quarter, I believe it was, uh, LeBron James pulls the referees aside, takes them courtside, yeah, yeah. tells them, these two need to fucking go. His words, uh, they need to <laughs> fucking go. Um, and so it was a, a, a young couple. Uh, the, the girl seemed to really be like, she knew where all the cameras was. Like, you know what I mean? Like she knew yes. what she was doing when she was there. So I do believe she was definitely saying some outlandish stuff. Uh, because yeah, the second that she's doing this like baby face, you know, with the big puff lip. <laughs> yeah, that was. I was like, that was yeah. pretty good. I was like, you don't look funny. You look actually dumb. Like if we're laughing yeah. at you, not with you. But anyways, there's some speculation around. You know, I don't know if you've heard what they said uh, or were they rumored to have said. But I mean, uh, from what you've seen and what you know, like, what did you think of that altercation? Because I mean, this is kind of becoming a little bit more commonplace that you know these the players are not taking the outlandish heckling. Like they say, you can boo us all you want, but it doesn't really matter for. You know, just don't make it personal. Yeah, yeah, and and this one, um, we'll, we'll get into because I, I I've only really heard, yeah, rumors of what was said. I don't know if anything's confirmed, but I'll yeah. we'll get into that in, in, in a bit here. But 
um, when I, yeah, I saw the the clip on Instagram or, or something of her walking off doing like the, you know, the, yeah. the hands around the eyes. And I'm like, I, I get what she was trying to do, like be like baby LeBron, but it also just kind of came across that she was sad that she was being kicked out. And I was like, what? This is just a, this is a strange thing that you're doing. You're right. It wasn't really funny. It was just kind of weird. Maybe and... she's the daughter or like a long lost relative. Do you remember where I think it was when LeBron was on the heat? Uh, or maybe it was one of his first years back in the cap. Oh yeah. The, 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 the crying of eye thing. Next <laughs> he catches he her. Around. He ca- <laughs> yeah. And then she like backs down yeah, exactly. for blood. She wanted to yeah. know, let him know she wasn't afraid to do it, but sorry, Jordan, go on. But yeah, no, that's, that's what it made me think of when I saw that. And then, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of like what we were talking about with LeBron uh, when the whole Isaiah Stewart thing, like we're like, he doesn't really have a history of, yeah. um, um, you know, being, you know, a, a dirty player or anything like that. The drama. I kind of feel, well, I, yeah, well, I mean, he loves the drama, but I kind of feel the same way about this, that like it's LeBron people from in every NBA city, uh, you know, every arena's packed when, mm. when, when he goes there, people probably yell, you know, who God knows what at him. And if he really like has to stop and pull the refs over and, you know, really wants someone to get out, he's probably heard everything under the sun. So I, I have a feeling it must've been pretty bad or something that, you know, really crossed the line with him to to actually do that. And so I've, I heard it was her basically saying, uh, Ronnie's going to get in a car wreck or something like that. Is yeah. That what, what, too? what I heard was that she had, she was saying she wished he died in a car wreck or just, you know, that that's the rumors that saw that, that she, that someone that was sitting in that vicinity told some, like a, some kind of news source. I don't know who first reported it. Like I saw it. I don't even remember what, like I, it just came up on like Facebook or something, or I don't know when he was Twitter, yeah. but it's like, wasn't like a source that I trust, like one that I, that's like notable. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And I think like, I don't think that you would really see like a lot of like mainstream coverage if it was something that harsh. Uh, if anything, right. the only time you'd see anything is like, you know, like an actual, like an official NBA report if they had to investigate it, uh, yeah. which like, could end up happening if LeBron really wants it pushed. And I mean, uh, this is something that's really growing. It's really happening a lot more now. I mean, Westbrook's been in the middle of it multiple times now over the past couple of seasons that uh, yeah. fans are just getting a little bit too much, uh, you know, on the personal side, uh, rather from just, you know, the usual, uh, you know, jeering and heckling. So it's, yeah. it, it, if that is what she was said, what was said, then yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. She gets like a lifetime ban. I mean, it's not yeah. hard to earn those. Uh, yeah. so I mean, I, I think definitely saying something like that derogatory to a player, uh, probably is warranting it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, especially, I think LeBron's talked about this before. Like he, there's certain things he kind of lets go, but when it gets, too far into like his family and like yeah. that whole sphere he uh he gets yeah that that's clearly a line he's drawn um and it also made me think like the whole like like using those words like car wreck or or you know whatever and then like attaching it to to brawny like kind of made me think of like uh, I, I think maybe the the connection can be like drawn like the whole kobe thing still being kind mm-hmm. of fresh in everyone's mind like yeah. to say that to someone like LeBron, you know, during a game, um, it's, uh, you know, it feels kind of all like interconnected in a way. And it's like, obviously not something you should, you know, joke around about, especially if you're like, it's one thing if you're screaming from, you know, the nosebleeds and you know, LeBron can't hear you. Like LeBron yeah, will hear like what you're dirty looks from everybody yeah, around you. Yeah. Like so what, what is wrong? Yeah, what's wrong with you? But like when he can actually hear you, uh, then yeah, if you, you mess around too much. Uh, he's, gonna you know get you kicked out if you say something really 
uh, you know, that, that crosses the lines that's an inappropriate and, and clearly yeah. that's what happened. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, like yeah we'll get into it too sort of what's how this has kind of been growing and and how there's been incidents like this uh seemingly more and more um and how you know specifically fans who are courtside have a different kind of um set of rules that they have to play by like if you're going to be right by the action uh there's there's certain things that you you you're not going to be able to do that a nosebleed Mm -hmm. fan uh can um, but, uh, you know, you get rewarded because you're, you're right there. You get to see, see the players right on the floor, um, you know, right in front of you. Um, and like, even it, whether it's verbal or not, like we remember in the 2019 finals, when Lowry went barreling into the, uh, the sideline there and one of the, like the warriors owner, the many warriors owners, yeah. you know, pushes them, um, and shit like that. Like when that happens, like, I think the players are definitely in their rights to For sure. you know, go to the refs, go to whoever and, and say like, the, you know, this, I'm, I'm a human, even though like I'm, I'm, these people are here watching a product. Like I'm, I'm a human being here, um, on the court. Like I, I, I have a family and I, you know, I want to be treated with, with some respect and dignity. And so, yeah, uh, especially the courtside fans, they're, they're just getting out of hand, uh, these days. I don't, yeah. I don't really know what it is, but well, it's uh, like, you're good. It's like going to a play and that are like a stand-up comedian or something. Yeah. And, like they get too close to the crowd, like to you and you start like swatting at their knees or something, or you just start like, yeah. you know, like just literally like, I mean, comedy clubs obviously have hecklers, but like, usually it's just your jokes suck. Not like, I hope your kid's dead. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's not quite as funny. Uh, yeah. Probably, you know, it's still annoying to hear people heckle at comedy clubs, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, that's not here or there, but I, uh, again, I, I actually think that the trailblazer and this whole movement of uh, like asshole fans uh, is, uh, and I'm pretty sure he came out saying he's a comedian. I'm sure he maybe does open mic nights or something every Tuesday. Some old like fat guy in from in Philly, uh, and that's where the gift the double bird. Book. Yeah, <laughs> flipping him off in his face like double bird. Yeah, and then he's uh, you know just doing like Westbrook's doing like the whose man's is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. But I know obviously we yeah, have Philly fans of yeah the real classy uh, always have been. Uh, you know, and that's that's just the city, not just you know sports fans. Like that's just how they act to each other. So I mean, just yeah. living there, city of brotherly love. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, another place that's been like notably bad, uh, you know, for, and, and actually both of these are kind of like, one of these is kind of the OG of, you know, a lot of times there's uh, rumored racist, uh, you know, heckling yeah. that goes on in the arena. Boston has been yeah. mentioned by so many retired players from the past couple decades saying that, you know, the fans there are very racist, uh, yeah. or at least have a lot of racially, uh, underlying, uh, themes to the, the, the things they say to the players, uh, from like visiting teams, which I always think is funny. It's like, okay, cool. Well, like nine to 13 of the players on your team are American or, you know, yeah. black in general. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't really, it doesn't really work. You can't, it doesn't, you can't know. this guy that, and then not like mean it for that anyone else. But, uh, yeah. and then Utah in the last little yeah. bit has really gotten bad. Uh, which also makes me think that's why, like, maybe Dwayne Wade felt a little bit more obligated to kind of make a, a buy stake there. Because I mean, wh- where else does Dwayne Wade have any connection to Utah uh, that I maybe yeah, doesn't yeah. know about? But as far as I understand, he has no connections or bloodlines <laughs> or anything to Utah. Uh, so I mean, I think that that's kind of one of the things he was like, you know, this culture's been getting really bad. Because I think it was one season there was like three different fan bannings yeah. from Utah for a lot of different reasons. So it's a, uh, I don't know, it's not a trend that I like because I don't. Like I'm literally the only fan interaction that's a little over the line that I will approve of is streakers. 
<laughs> and in basketball, they're rare. Like I remember the guy that uh, did it when LeBron was in his uh, contract year with Miami in Cleveland ran on with a come home LeBron. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was banned. <laughs> it worked. They but lifted it worked. It. And then he came home, yeah. but then the, he, they lifted the ban when LeBron came back, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, yeah. But again, like that's that's one thing. Like that, and as long as they don't touch it, not like the fucking. There was the one guy who jumped onto the court a couple years ago at the Miami Heat game, and uh, they were shooting free throws. Oh, yeah. Jamal, it was the Nuggets, I think. Jamal Murray was yeah. waiting for the free throw, and he takes the ball and does this weird jumping dribble under the, the net, and then just like double foot jumps over the barricade, and then proceeds to get tackled like face first into the staircase by some kind of like a, a security officer there, but. But yeah, fans, yeah. <laughs> have fun at the games. Get involved. I mean, when you, you it's home court advantage for a reason, but keep it in like in reason. You know, yeah, it's, it doesn't yes. have to. Nothing, not everything has to be an attack. You can have fun. You can walk away and laugh about it. it doesn't have to yeah. be anything crazy. You can talk trash and still, you know, at the end of the day, you know, show a little bit of respect or just some decorum, decorum yeah. in the on the NBA court. For sure. Yeah, and uh, like what I, I what my only sort of up close uh experience of heckling uh was a rappers game i went to when it was the 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 heat were in town the the heatles uh, i think lebron and d wade were both playing but um it was uh when birdman was on the team oh yeah and someone from way up like it was in the lower bowl but it was not that close uh but the, this person was behind the heat bench <laughs> said something extremely like the, the the most simple uh kind of like chirp you could uh you know give to birdman i think he just said like birdman you suck or something <clears throat> and he turned around and looked like the guy dead in the face and said i will fucking come up there if you say something again and it was like <laughs> his voice was so loud it like bellowed over the whole crowd and it was the middle of the game and i was like so far away from this but i could still hear it i was like oh shit okay he does not uh birdman does not fuck around i wouldn't no, want to uh to fuck with birdman uh that's no. for sure i think you gotta yeah you gotta pick your you gotta pick your guys wisely because then you'll get yes. in, like a vernon maxwell situation where he'll run into the <laughs> stand and that's another one you know heck we're going too far like lebron could easily just pimp slap either of them you know or something you know give him the back of the hand uh whereas instead you know vernon maxwell went in there two piece the guy and his buddy i'm pretty sure and then jerry seinfeld's got the the play-by-play after in the yeah. interview. <laughs> what a, what a time well, to be alive. And then obviously, I mean, we, we wouldn't be a big dog ball talk podcast without saying the mention, uh, mention of the malice of the palace. Uh, yes. There's our one per episode. So yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> talking about fans just getting their asses beat by NBA players well, well, uh, well, or, or Isaiah Thomas getting in the face of that guy uh, during a timeout because uh, he, he was because oh, yeah. he wanted a yeah. free slushy or something. Or yes, free yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. And it's like of all the all the people that get in your face, like Isaiah Thomas, he's probably the same size as the guy, for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but yeah, and, and just something you said there about um like NBA players have been saying this over and over again. Like the stuff that people have the balls to say in an arena, like you wouldn't go up and say that to an NBA no. player on the street who yeah. is probably as you know, six inches on you and you know, fifty to hundred pounds or something, especially. Like that, the, the couple LeBron kicked out uh, the other night, like you would not go up to LeBron James or someone his size and say that on the street. So, no. you know, and, and if you did, you'd be prepared to, you know, yeah, get whatever's coming to you. So, yeah. so it's, uh, it's, I, I understand from that perspective, you know, from the players being like, you know, uh, the, the people can kind of say whatever they want to me, but I'm not even allowed to react. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of a game here sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, from, uh, I, I'm just, yeah, very pro player on this issue and hope, you know, the, that, the sort of 
consequences that people get when they do this kind of deter future incidents because it's uh, yeah. you never want to see it. Don't make them put up like plexiglass or something. That'd be really embarrassing. Oh my god, that'd be so embarrassing for everybody involved. Don't ruin it. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, moving on to actual on-court basketball production, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the team that we've uh, we've been talking about, still winning, still putting it on. Uh, I mean, they're looking every uh, bit the finals contender uh, that they, 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 they're, they're set up to be and, uh, you know, were last year. Uh, I mean, they're, they're 14 games deep on a winning streak right now. Uh, Jordan, I mean, your takeaways from this right now, I want to get in a second. It's crazy to me to think that, again, they're playing the exact same style they did last year. It's pretty much, again, it's the same team, give or take a couple players. Uh, obviously, Sarich is still out right now, but again, he'll he'll be back by at some point this season, I'm expecting. Uh, it's yeah. it's insane to me that nobody's really been able to figure them out. Like, they pretty much, they just play good team defense and they shoot the hell out of the ball. They play at a fast pace. I mean, it just seems like they've got a really good winning formula right now. For sure, yeah. And uh, we, we talked about it when we've touched on them before. They've big everyone eats uh, in this system like there's uh, obviously Devin Booker is going to be uh, always going to be your leading scorer uh, on this squad but you've got so many other guys chipping in like in the, yeah. the mid-level it's not really a uh, you know one of those kind of tiered offenses where you've got you know sort of like a you know it, if you know we we're thinking about it this way like a kind of Kawhi Leonard then Paul George and then everyone else kind of mm-hmm. low down um, you know mind you the Clippers right now without Kawhi are playing kind of similar to the Suns um, in the sense that everyone's eating with them as well. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's really not one of those teams where you have a 1A, 1B sort of thing. You've got Booker who's going to draw all the attention. And then, um, you know, people like, uh, you know, Cam Johnson and uh, um, Mikhail Bridges yeah. and even DeAndre Ayton, who's back now. Oh, uh, out. Crowder. And, yeah, Mr. Crowder, uh, you know, all their kind of wings that are very, very versatile, can all shoot and can all defend and all know how to sort of play in this system. Yeah. Um, that they're just kind of perfecting. They've really built on the success they had last year, uh, which was their first kind of, you know, year out of, out of the sort of obscurity. That's why it was such mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, such a surprise that they made it all the way to the finals or they were good all through the regular season. Um, and uh, yeah, this year, I just, uh, I, I was worried. I remember sort of mentioning in our preview pod beginning of the season before it started that I was worried that they hadn't done enough, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, to really, sort of stay where they were uh, in terms of being one of the top, you know, two, two, two teams in the, the, the Western conference. But I think I didn't take enough into account how much better they will all be sort of together as a unit. Um, and there are sort of fringe signings of uh, uh, JaVale McGee and even picking up, you know, we, we've talked about it before Landry Shamit um, and, and getting it, even Alfred Payton who's playing a little bit now for them. Um, mm-hmm. Like having all of, you know, those guys rotated into the system uh, it's just really, really helped them. And, you know, shout out to JaVale McGee specifically, because when DeAndre Ayton was out, um, he was doing a really good job filling in there and it didn't affect their winning streak. Um, you know, it, to, to be fair to, 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 a, to, you know, other teams in the league who are doing well, uh, it hasn't been the most impressive winning streak so sure. far in terms of the competition they've played. They haven't had really like, they haven't had a really sort of standout win against one of the premier, premier teams in the league, but that's coming. Cause uh, you know, we, we just talked about it off air before they've got New York, and then the Nets uh, and the Warriors, which are the, uh, you know, the Nets best in the Eastern Conference. And the Warriors are just, I, I believe, a game or a game and a half ahead of the Suns in the, the, the yeah. Western Conference right now. So we'll, we'll really see what they're made of and they, if they can continue that streak through these next three games because it's going to be really tough. And they also play the Warriors again. I believe they play on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, 
Well, they then, play the Warriors actually on the so they play uh, the Warriors third, and then they play the Pistons, and that would be to potentially break their uh, their record of seventeen games. Uh, for okay. Ever. Uh, so the Pistons. So if they can get through this three game road trip, or actually I don't think it's a maybe it'll be a road trip. But these three this three game schedule, uh, yeah. rather against the Knicks, the Nets, and the Warriors. Uh, then I mean the Pistons should be a layup to be able to break yes. the record. But then they yeah the next game they would be taking on the Warriors again. Uh, so I mean getting to nineteen right. yeah. is uh, that that would be incredible if they could pull that off. But yeah this these next three games are going to be uh, you know it's a murderer's row. It's going to be. Yeah. Very, very hard for the Suns, and I'm really excited for though that for that Warriors versus Suns matchup because that's yeah, me too. A, a very high scoring game. Uh, you know, Steph Curry is going to be putting on a show, I'm sure. Wiggins will probably drop 52. That's my prediction. Uh, in three blocks. Uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's going to be it, it'll be a great game. But I mean, in the Nets too. I mean, that's your finals pick, Jordan. Well, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna get maybe a potential. Uh, yep. Uh, I mean, and uh, we've already seen mine, the the Heat and the Lakers, which, oh, my God, I can't believe I picked the Lakers going into this year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think the odds are that the Suns can walk out with uh, that three-game win streak to get the chance to break it in uh, against the uh, Detroit Pistons? Well, I think for sure they can beat the Knicks, uh, and, you know, especially because the Knicks are on a bit of a uh, downward slide right now. They're kind of mm-hmm. still figuring out lineups. Uh, you know, we, we, we touched on it a little bit before, but their, their starting lineup has been a disaster. Kemba is really not playing well. And uh, they've had a few guys in and out of the lineup and RJ Barrett's struggling with his consistency. So, you know, yeah. there, there's, there's problems that the Knicks still have to deal with. And I think the Suns can definitely take advantage of, of that and get a win there. Uh, yeah. The Nets too, I think the Suns probably can handle because I think, um, and, and sort of one of the reasons that I ended up picking Phoenix over the Nets um, especially now I'm feeling good about that, uh, considering the whole Kyrie situation and how kind of rough, uh, James Harden, my boy, James Harden has looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the reasons, uh, you know, even considering, you know, all team, b- both teams fully healthy, um, is that the Suns have kind of a lot of guys to throw at Kevin Durant more than uh, other teams do. Like they can throw bridges at him. Probably that'll be who they'll put on him, uh, through the beginning of the game, but they can, they can filter, you know, through J- Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson. And, you know, even try Booker on them uh, and, uh, you know, w- w- see kind of what works. They've just got a lot of bodies to throw yeah. Yeah. Um, at KD. And then, uh, you know, with, with James Harden still kind of struggling and the rest of their team, you know, Joe Harris, I believe, is still out. And, uh, you know, the rest of their team. Although the rest are starting of, to give J- James Harden uh, all these calls again. So it's now true, it's true. Nice. Yeah, he'll, this will be this will be a, a good opportunity to uh, yeah swipe his arms through and yeah. get as many calls as he can. But you know the the Nets aren't exactly playing up to their full full potential right now either. So I think this, the the Suns can definitely beat the Nets unless uh, in, in uh, you know there's a situation where KD says okay I'm going to put a stop to this winning streak right now and you know goes off for for 50 or something like that because yeah. he can do that uh, whenever he really feels like it. Um, but I think the biggest test, uh, you know, in, in any case will be the Warriors because they're just on such a roll right now. Um, and every, every day, my sort of, uh, the, the doubts I have about them just keep kind of, you know, falling away because yeah. I, I've just been so impressed with, uh, with everything. I, I, like I said, one of our last two podcasts, I don't remember which one, but I said, um, I wasn't quite ready to jump on the bad bandwagon yet. And I, I'm still not quite there, but I've got like one foot. I've got one foot up on it. The trolley's I'm, moving and you're not, you're moving. not, you're not missing it, but you no, you're, no, 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 no. I'm walking along. Yeah. Yes. I I'm, I'm not all the way on. Like I see, I see everyone else. I'm waving at them. I'm, I'm chatting with them, but 
I'm not quite on, but I, I'm kind of picking up the pace uh, as right. it moves away because these guys, uh, especially in that game, they, they played the Raptors the night before our last pod um, and, uh, and beat them pretty handily. But the yeah. Raptors had Steph completely under control because the, the Raptors, you know, they know how to deal with Steph. They throw Van Vliet on them. They do, you know, box and one, whatever the little, you know, schemes uh, that they do. I believe Steph he had like something like 12 points um, at the end of that game there. But the Warriors still won and because Wiggins went off. and Wiggins both yeah. went off for like 30 plus, hit all these threes. And it was, uh, you know, if those two are, are going to support Steph like that when he has bad games, especially you throw Clay back into that mix, then I, I think, you know, I think the Warriors have a higher ceiling uh, than I than I realized. I just did not think that their play could be quite up at that level. And I didn't think Draymond could get back to being the uh, really sort of motivated same old guy that he was. He looks like yeah. the same old Draymond who's probably the best defender in the league and, you know, one of the best sort of passing bigs. So anyway, my little tangent about the Warriors, uh, I think the Suns are going to have, a, you know, their hands full beating those yeah. guys. But I think the, the Suns actually really match up well with them, especially with Clay sure. not being in the lineup. Who on the Warriors is going to effectively guard Booker? Uh, I don't Maybe. think they really have anyone. Um, they can try and throw Iggy on him, but you know, Wiggins. are you saying Wiggins under your breath? Yeah, you're yeah, you're you're a joke. Andrew, we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but uh, seriously though, like the 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 Warriors don't really have super strong uh, mm. wing defenders. They've got one of the best defenses in the league, and 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 you know, I know they've been doing well so far. But you know, when you get someone like Booker who's so adept and can score against even the best defenders, I think they're going to have their hands full. And then if that can get kind of you know, if Booker can get going early. And they can unlock all their other shooters, and you know, get that ball moving around. Uh, I think the uh, the Suns are a really good matchup uh, in, in terms of what what they bring uh, to the table for the Warriors, and it'll defend or it'll depend on whether uh, the Suns can you know match up uh, with with Steph Curry. We'll see if Chris Paul is going to be chasing him around all night, or if they'll put someone bigger like Bridges on him. Uh, you know, it, it's unclear. You know, um, you know, to be fair, sort of looking from the other direction, the 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 Suns would do better with more of like a point guard stopper, someone who could slow Steph down a little bit. Cause I think they'll struggle with that. Um, so it'd definitely be a close game. I, I'm not sure who would win it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what goes on, you know, if the streak's still alive going into that game, if the Suns are really motivated to get it done, but mm. that's definitely looking right now, you know, the top two teams in the West, uh, you know, depending on things shaking or things shake out to uh, Western conference final preview. So yeah, that'll be well, a hell of a game to watch. Yeah. I, I think you're pretty much your, your money on the, you know, the, the Knicks, uh, I, I, they, they definitely will be the favorites going into that. I think that they're streaking at the right time while the, the Knicks are trying to, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of a one win, one loss team right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going back and forth. Uh, but I think that right now looking ahead, if there's anyone who's going to decide if they're going to get to this record, 17 wins, they're going to tie it up, uh, you know, between that Nets and uh, the Nets and the Warriors games. Uh, it's going to be all with DeAndre Ayton because uh, neither yeah. the Warriors or the Nets really have a solid interior presence. Uh, yeah. so when you have a big guy like that, that can really dominate the game down low, which we've seen him do, uh, and against like strong big men as well. So, I mean, down low, when you have, you know, Nicholas Claxton or, uh, Blake Griffin on the nets, trying to guard you down there, they aren't going to be able to stop them. Uh, the no. warriors, nobody really big on their team at all, uh, of mention. I mean, it's, uh, the Get Wiseman in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he should, but I, I, yeah, Wiseman's kind of, I don't know. He's kind of off the the map right now in my mind i mean he's yeah. not he hasn't done anything of note which is really no. disappointing so i was big on him i thought he was kind of going to be how well, like, they're mobile. just not playing and they're not playing him and they yeah. don't care which is insane like i don't 
Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how long that's, that's not tenable. So we'll see how yeah. long they can keep doing this. Uh, but anyway. but it'll, it'll be exciting. I can't wait to see if they, they can break this uh, franchise record uh, for wins. It'll be a great news story for us to talk about. And uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check back, uh, back in on the, the suns uh, later on uh, next week uh, on the yeah. podcast. But uh, another team that's, you know, hitting their stride uh, as we speak right now, a team that, you know, we, we both kind of, uh, you know, we, we definitely had some uh, criticisms for them in the past, uh, but they're sitting now at nine and nine, eighth in the West. The Minnesota Timberwolves have won their last five in a row. Uh, you know, Kat was talking about how he's seen them, you know, even though he was actually talking out of turn, uh, you know, that, that he's seen the, the losses go, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20 games uh, in Minnesota when they start going down. And, you know, they've really turned it around since then. Uh, it's been nice. And a big reason for that though, Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man has been absolutely insane. Phenomenal player. Uh, it's looking like he's looking up to every single bit of the hype, uh, around him coming in as the number one overall pick. And, uh, you know, maybe silencing some of the doubters that, you know, were thought maybe LaMelo should have been the rookie of the year. He said he doesn't care about that. He's looking to get an MVP instead. Uh, but I mean, even last night against the heat had an absolutely huge, huge poster dunk. Uh, I believe it was on uh, Cody Martin. I think that's the correct Martin twin. That no, I, I think it was Gabe Vincent, actually. Hey, Gabe Vincent, Cody Martin. That's a triplet. They kind of look the same. Yeah, a little I wasn't bit. sure. <laughs> but either way, whoever it was got some nuts to the face, and it didn't yep. count. It didn't count. They gave him the charge, I believe. So. I didn't know about that one, though. He kind of slid underneath him. I don't know if you watched I, the play. Uh, and he and Anthony Edwards actually said he got out of the circle. Yeah, he well, he said he was like, you know what, like you just when you have a dunk like that, don't, just don't call it, just let it slide. He's <laughs> like, if you were watching as a fan, you're not going to call it. If you were playing the game, you weren't going to call it. Like, just leave yeah. it. Which I don't mind. Sometimes it pisses me off if it's like really blatant, and then the guys flex on their face, and it's like, come on. But that's a great, great uh, poster dunk. That uh, yeah, again, he's already racked up a ton. I mean, R.I.P. Yuta uh, had a huge rim stuff uh, <laughs> against the Grizzlies, but Yuta yeah, got absolutely yammed on. By Edwards last year, but we'll get him back at some point. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jordan. I mean, what have you thought about the Timberwolves so far? I mean, uh, definitely peaking at a good time. Uh, could you see them maybe wandering into the playoffs? Uh, finally, with uh, their young core, they've been able to develop there. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I-, I could definitely see it. Uh, they'll they'll be in the play in mix for sure. Um, I think they'll they'll finish. Uh, you know, t- ten or higher. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it. Finishing um, sixth, like avoiding the plan altogether, I, I don't see happening for them. Um, but uh, they, they've been really impressive, especially bouncing back from, because they, you know, they started off the season nicely, then they went on a bit of a slide and had some unacceptable losses uh, that were just, you know, kind of looked like things were going to be same old, same old uh, for the Timberwolves sure. and the season yeah. was going to go terribly wrong. But they've they put together a, a nice little winning streak here. And a uh, little mini trivia. You might have it right in front of you, or you might have you know, come across this in your um, uh, sort of research before this pod. But do you know what their defensive rating is? No clue. Wouldn't know. They're they're fifth. Really? Fifth in the league. <laughs> huh. Which yeah, is I would never which have is uh, that. even from watching pretty... the play, I wouldn't have guessed that. Pat Beverly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they they've they've inserted Patrick Beverly and uh, Jared Vanderbilt into the the starting lineup uh, to go alongside their. There are three scorers, uh, D'Lo, um, Ant, and, and Cat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those three kind of take care of the scoring. Um, and, you know, Vanderbilt and, and Beverly are just, you know, hounds uh, out there, just, uh, you know, annoying the crap out of people and, and really uh, taking care of sort of the, the, the defense there and kind of galvanizing those other three to, 
do a little bit of defense playing, which the three of them don't really like to do, but yeah. um, are, are, are doing better than, uh, you know, than, than you would expect. And so, you know, to, to, to be up there top five in, in defensive uh, rating here, this, this, you know, quarter of the way through the season or whatever it is, is, is just really impressive for a group like this. Yeah. And uh, they're where, where their offense sits right now, which is um, 18th. Like you, you can kind of see uh, a way for that to kind of, improve a little bit as, as time goes on like they're, yeah. they're still sorely missing some you know contributions from from guys who you expect a little bit more from Malik Beasley's coming off the bench he was averaging since he since he got to, to Minnesota last year and then part of the way through the year before he was up near like 20 points per game and uh, taking a lot of threes but he's only at 10 points per game uh, so far this year and I think you know he, his role has kind of been overtaken by those other guys like Beverly yeah. Um, who can defend a little bit more, but you know, he, he, I think can, you can get more out of him as your, your main kind of scorer off the bench. And um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see sort of how the, the shot distribution goes between the, the, the three kind of scoring main scoring, uh, you know, players. Um, uh, Anthony Edwards is, or, or in cats, excuse me, both of them are kind of averaging pretty much the same amount of points, like just hovering right under 23 yeah. per game. Delo's down around 18. Um, but, uh, cat cat, uh, is the third has the third most field goal attempts out of those three, which is kind of strange. You'd think maybe he'd be number one. Obviously Edwards is a perimeter guy. He's going to get more shots up, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see cat get more, more field goal attempts at a game than D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Because, well, he's uh, a ball I, hog, so that's never going to happen. Well, exactly. And you know, that's why the fit, his fit there, you know, you wonder if there was, especially with the scoring punch that Edwards is giving you, you wonder if, you know, Russell was traded out for a more, I don't know, kind of solid traditional point guard who could play a little bit of defense himself and, you know, get other guys involved a little bit more. Uh, it would uh, maybe work out better for them, but you know, you, you, you got to give it to them for the personnel that they have to, to like we said, to be fifth in, in defense and uh, you know, be on this little streak here, beating good teams like Miami. It's uh, good times in, in Minnesota for the first time in a while. Jordan, I'm absolutely ecstatic right now. You've probably seen my facial. Like I've been going on a bit of a journey while you were talking as well. Yeah. I wasn't sure what was going on over there. I thought you, yeah. you love my takes so much. I do. But also I love something I was thinking while you were talking, you know, you were like, Oh, ant and cat. And I was like, huh, they got a lot of animal names over on the Timberwolves right now. Maybe they could, there's a way we could do something with that. And I was thinking I was like, who else has like an animal name? And I was like, and then you start telling me, oh, D'Lo should be taking less shots. I'm like, yeah, he should be taking less shots. How about uh, how about D'Lo gets traded to the team that shall not be named for De'Aaron Fox? Work something out like that. De'Aaron Fox oh, goes yeah. to Minnesota, and we have Fox, ant, and Fox, um, an ant, and a cat. Yeah, and it could be like the I don't know the animal, the animal line, or the animal <laughs> trio. I don't know. We can we can come up with something uh, more clever, the beast or something. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, do you like that? Pretty good. I, I do like that. that a lot. Fox and like Cat, the best of buddies. It's like a, a Franklin the Turtle book. And uh, I, I think I think uh, De'Aaron Fox would actually work slightly better on this team than D'Lo. Oh, 100%. Still he not, better defender, too. Fit, but better defender, you know. Better distributor. Yeah, I would say. Although, you know, he's uh, De'Aaron Fox is having a kind of a year from hell. But I think that's more about the uh, yeah. the dysfunction going on in it with, uh, with the bleeps uh, yeah. than, than anything else. So. But no, I love the idea, Matt. Uh, make try and make that happen, please. I'll, I'll put I'll, I'll I'll put some feelers out there to my Minnesota and connections. I'm always uh, good idea. Oh, God damn it! I'm gonna have to censor that now. Uh, <laughs> but 
uh, you know, as we move on, Jordan, we're going to finish uh, up some of our, our more serious talks here uh, with uh, a little good conversation about, uh, you know, we were talking, you know, there's a lot of teams in the East that are very close right now. Uh, obviously, even though they are lower technically on the standings than some of these guys, uh, the Bucks and the 76ers in the East, yeah. uh, we kind of acknowledge them still as contenders and that they're, they're kind of on the upswing. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries and they've still been, you know, fighting for that uh, 500, uh, you know, win uh, record. So, I mean, uh, we, yeah. we consider them still up there kind of like, you know, obviously below the nets, but they're, they're a top three probably team in the East still one fully healthy. Uh, yeah. So there's the six teams that are all kind of floating around after that. And, you know, if those are the top three, that means that, you know, one of these teams isn't going to make it, but between the Chicago bulls, uh, the Washington Wizards, the Charlotte Hornets, the New York Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Boston Celtics. These six teams, all really close in the standings. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they all kind of seem like they're wanting to be in the playoffs. And one of them's not going to make it. So, I mean, right now, Jordan, what we, 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 me and Jordan kind of talked off camera. You know, we wanted to think, you know, where can we rank these teams? How much confidence we really see in them finishing yeah. high and, you know, making a good playoff run. So, Fliegel, I, w- I want you to go first. Can you give me the rundown? You want me to oh. go first? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely wanted to talk about this because, uh, like you said, yeah, the, even though these some of these guys are ahead in the standings of, like, the Bucks and the and 76ers, and, um, you know, we, we expect them to – I don't really put them in this category, especially with how well they did last year. And then mm-hmm. even below these guys, you got the Cavs, the Raptors, and the Pacers – who are all still kind of jumbled in in that mix, but they're they're under that's the eleven spot and down, not technically even in the play-in right now. So yeah. you know that's a different conversation too. But yeah, I, I I think these teams are all close, and ranking them was pretty difficult. Um, but my my rankings was sort of looking forward to you know if you know, sort sort of how the rest of the regular season will play out and how good I or how much faith I would put into each of these teams come playoff time. That's how sure. I did my rankings. I'm not sure how you did yours, but more or um, less the same, just who I think is okay. legit enough to, you know, put it together to get yeah. close. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think not, well, number one was pretty easy. Uh, and I, cause I think they've proved it, even though a lot of people had a lot, a lot of doubts going into the year uh, specifically about their defense. I think the bulls. Uh, yeah. That, that's why I have a number, number one spot there um, because they've just been so impressive. Uh, they're, sort of the, the way their pieces have all gelled um, and their the concerns about their defense, especially after even Patrick Williams went down, you weren't sure how it was going to look. Um, and uh, Lonzo and uh, Caruso have really put all my, my fears to bed because they are mm-hmm. absolute menaces out there on the perimeter. Um, and uh, Levine and DeRozan take care of all the offense. Um, and, uh, you know, looking like both of those guys uh, might make the all-star team, you know, if, if things uh, continue on the you know same trajectory they probably both will yeah and uh, they've just been so, so impressive so I think they more than deserve the the first spot there and especially when you look forward to the playoffs uh, especially with sort of how weak a few of these other teams ha- have seen like the Nets don't look as invincible as we thought they would the Bucks it's yet to be seen um, once they get back at full strength how dangerous they can look again and even a team like the 76ers have really fallen off, especially you don't know what's, what's going on with the whole Simmons situation. So I think Chicago um, now, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was more of a, you know, let's, let's just get in the playoffs. Uh, I think maybe they're looking more towards, you know, the second round and maybe even beyond as a realistic possibility for them. And uh, yeah. I, I, I also, I'm there with Chicago. I also misspoke a little bit there. Uh, the top four teams. So the heat, so two of these teams wouldn't make it. 
Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Probably ranked above all these guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put them a tier above these guys for sure. Number two, Flegel. I got the Knicks. You got the Knicks. Okay. At number two. And again, I almost put them number one, even though, you know, right now they're making me regret a little bit, you know, that dark horse can like candidacy I gave them early on. I still yeah. believe in them. I still think they have so much tremendous depth and like Obi top and Emmanuel quickly have been playing amazing for them in the second unit. Yeah. Uh, so again, I Second think it's been better than the first. Unit. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's true. And that's just kind of the weird thing. Uh, you know, again, with Tibbs teams where he just runs his stars into the ground, but yeah, maybe that's yep. part of it is that these, the starters are starting to get overworked. And now the bench yep. is becoming better because they're not being relied on as much usually. Um, yep. but yeah, the second units really stepped it up. Uh, but in general, yeah, I just think they have a very deep team. I don't think that there's really any backups that they have coming in that are a drastic downgrade. Like I think they're a solid 10 man team. So I think yeah. that it'd be really hard to anyone for them to, you know, and take them in a playoff series. And then when you're playing an MSG, uh, you know, some of these teams uh, you're going to play against, they aren't going to be able to perform in those bright lights. Uh, yeah. But yeah, with the depth, they've got some star power and Randall and, you know, RJ when he wants to be good. Uh, and then you got the veteran presences on that team as well. So, I mean, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm big on the Knicks, but uh, I'm still having yeah. my number two uh, out of those six teams. Uh, who, who have you got at number three? I'm curious. I've got the Hawks. I got the All right, so so we're, we're flipped. I I I put Atlanta second, New York third. Another so, team who's really hit their stride at a good time because we were saying we were starting to panic, and they were like, "Okay, yeah. they're panicking. We got to panic." They turned it around. Uh, no, exactly. They they heard, and uh, they're, they're definitely yeah playing better here, and yeah. uh, they they've had a few signature wins finally, and things are just kind of clicking. Uh, you know, Capella's picked funny. it up. I told you that was a big thing. He was playing garbage. Yeah. He started to really pick it up. He's just such a big key to their their defense uh, and and how good they can be as yeah. uh, you know his rebounding alone kind of changes the outlook of the yeah. team and his rim protection and and things like that and we uh, we talked about the DeAndre Hunter uh, injury and how sort of you know I, I don't know if I specifically mentioned this but one we, we talked about the, the the Hunter injury and also a little bit about how the Hawks kind of had too many guys and now I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise uh, when you've got such a deep team with so many different wings when, you know, one's on the shelf because of injury, other yeah. guys kind of fill in. Um, Kevin Herter has been playing better. Bogdanovich has been playing better. And I think that's just kind of what Nate McMillan and the Hawks needed. They just needed time to sort of figure out who works best playing alongside who, because they have the firepower. They have the offensive talent. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, off the charts. You saw, you saw that in the playoffs last year. So, and, and that's kind of why that sort of, sort of X factor and ability to when all of their weapons are clicking uh, sort of raise their level of play. That's why I, they, they edge out New York, at least right now to me, when we get to the playoffs, it'd be great to see a, a, a yeah, they, we know Trey Young can play in MSG. Well, exactly. Yeah. One guy who's not scared. Right. But uh, I would love to see a rematch of those two in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would be a uh, really, really fun time. And uh so yeah, just just based on their their offensive firepower and the the guys they can kind of go to, um, you know, in a tight spot, I would put Atlanta just over New York. Though it's really close, I kind of went back and forth. So don't, well, don't definitely don't blame you for putting New York above them. So then now this just comes down because we we we've broken this down that this is the this is essentially the last spot in like mm-hmm. where our our very very early on East projections uh, that again could change by the day or the week. Um, but right now, uh, I mean, in these middle of the pack teams, who do you have taken that last spot? Uh, so from for the, the, the last two or just one, are we just the last one? one? 
Last one because it would be the. Oh yeah, because two got to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna stick to my my rankings here because uh, I uh, yeah I, I wasn't really considering uh, final playoff standings, but if we're uh, you know if we're ranking them, that's that's basically what we're doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, between uh, uh, the Wizards, the Celtics, and the the Hornets here, I've got the Wizards. That so do and, I. Uh, which just felt weird yeah. to do. Which felt really it weird. Did to feel. Do. Weird. And I and even weirder going into the season. I I don't think this is where exactly I had it, but like. I have the Celtics last. I have them six out of the, those six. I have the the Hornets above them. I the Celtics look like shit to me, man. They do I, I put I I I did put the Celtics above the the Hornets, but I I considered putting them last. I just think when they get everyone healthy back, they've got a higher ceiling. But well, it's, yeah, when you have two right young now. superstars and Tatum and Brown, I mean, yes, yes. They, they can win you a lot of games. But the rest of their yeah. team just looks. I don't. I'm not like Dennis Schroeder's had a couple okay games. But I really don't like. I was I've been big on Boston the last couple of years. Like, and it's just like they haven't gotten any better. And I think that this is their worst team in years. So we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be. It we'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah, Charlotte. Maybe next year. I I, again, I could see them overtaking the Wizards, but again, I think the Wizards just have more depth right now, and they have more experience. I mean, Bradley Beal is a star, and they built they built a solid team around him right now. And Montrez Harrell's in the MVP race. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I think uh, I I didn't really have to think too hard. I thought it it, it definitely felt weird, but it I, I knew it was the right choice. Yeah. Kind of putting putting the Wizards above the the Celtics and the Hornets at least right now. I think they're they've shown that they're more legit than those two, and uh, you know they're they they they're deep with real NBA players. They have the one superstar who you know isn't afraid, you know, in the big moments and can can hit big shots in the playoffs. Well, yeah, we'll see if their defense can hold up. Wes Unseld Jr. has uh, kind of really proven himself even in his first season there mm-hmm. as someone who's a really really smart defensive coach who's really helped these guys uh sort of to to a really good you know d- defense so far this season and has uh you know put some good schemes in place to take advantage of you know that that collection of players that they they got for Westbrook and uh I I, I believe in them kind of the same situation with the Bulls like I I, I wasn't really sure where the Wizards were going to go I could see things going really well but I could also see it going really, really poorly just because, you know, they've got a kind of a lot of guys with kind of chips on their shoulders, kind of unproven with a lot of weaknesses, but the, this collection of players and the way they're being coached, it seems like all the good sides of every, every kind of player that they've got are coming out. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you're getting the best, the best version of Kuzma, the best version of KCP, the best version of Dinwiddie, best version of Harrell, obviously playing like a beast. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think the wizards can definitely carry this through the rest of the regular season. I, I don't know if they, they'll be able to hang on to that fourth seed. I'd be really surprised uh, if they were. Uh, I, I don't think home court advantage for the first round uh, is really in the cards for them, but I could see know. them holding on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're close, and I could see them holding on for sure, avoiding the play-in. I could see that happening, which is yeah. crazy to think. I did not think that they'd, they'd be there at the beginning no, of the season. Yeah. So, you know, all the credit to them for sure. Well, and we gave all the credit to the Cavs, and now they suck again. So, oh, I know, yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, Mobley's been out though. Mobley's been yeah. out. That's why the secret uh, secret weapon. And uh, you know, Raptors <laughs> got a win last night. So who knows? Maybe they can. Uh, their defense can take. Oh them. yeah, I, I'm not talking about the Raptors, not because I don't believe, but I uh, just uh, I don't want to be a homer. But they're yeah. going to be in there too. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Center Siakam yeah. out there, and uh, <laughs> you know the the Tom Thibodeau movement playing the starting five like 40 minutes a game. Poor Fred yeah, that's that's secretly the Nick Nurse move too. He yeah. he, he likes to play his guards. Uh, yeah, pretty much the whole damn game. Uh, 
but as we're moving on guys, let's get a little bit of levity in here. Uh, a lot of hard basketball talk, a lot of uh, negative talk, especially in the beginning of this podcast, but let's have some fun. We're going to get into the memeable moments of the past week or so. Uh, I've, I've collected a couple uh, good sound bites, good moments in the NBA, and uh, I'd love to relive them with some of you guys. Because, uh, again, so, there's, there's so many of them. They slip through the cracks. So, of course, I won't be getting on all of them. But before we started this podcast, uh, I actually we got Jordan to, to watch this clip uh, right before we recorded. But the, the team, who must not be named, uh, fan, and this is exactly how it felt. I believe this is the last night. Uh, Luke Walt never coached yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, that a fan for this team uh, puked courtside causing a, I, I think avoided, it was a I avoided delay. watching it until tonight but when I found out we were going to talk about it I thought I, I, I've got to do it and uh, that was pretty pretty weird how crazy it's never happened you would think that there'd be someone who would have done that before like there's been spilled yeah, I guess. And stuff but like wow like dr- like belligerently drunk puking on the court and the and the, the everybody was loving it all the the, the jazz and the, the, the jazz and the the crap team uh, were loving it up they were yakking they were they were having a good time uh well it was just it was the calmness with which he was just emptying you know out his stomach <laughs> everything he sitting there yeah like really uh yeah just kind of smiling puking on himself it was uh he he was just cool with it which is strange because you know, if I was sitting around him, I would have been pissed. Like, imagine paying down there in, you know, the, the place we won't talk about. I'm sure courtside tickets aren't that hard to come by, but still expensive and still something oh, you'd, yeah. you'd look forward to. And, uh, yeah, to have to have someone do that uh, anywhere near me, I'd be pretty, pretty furious. Yeah, especially yeah, when you're going courtside. But uh, and, and another uh, notable uh, time. Uh, if you, yeah, again, if you ever want to get a good laugh, you can always just look up Scotty Pippen interviews because the guy is just, oh, you know, a, uh, he, 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 he loves a line jump. He loves to just, uh, you know, go back to whatever is more topical or more trendy for him. Uh, and you know, he's, he's, he's trying to sell a book. I believe it is right now. Uh, some kind of a biography. I think yeah. who, cares? who cares? Um, and right now he went on this big rant about how he was, he, him and Michael Jordan are equal. They're just equally as great. And it's like, Hmm. You think so, Scotty? <laughs> really? Really, man? You and Mike? I mean, the numbers definitely aren't there, man. And, I mean, team success, him without you and you without him, yeah, sure, you can make the argument. But, I mean, you sure as hell weren't the guy. Like, you sure as hell weren't that guy. You were <sighs> a, kind of a baby uh, throughout a lot of this. And, again, I'm saying this right now. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan's much better of as a, as a guy. Both yeah. amazing basketball players, both absolute idiots on different spectrums. <laughs> Well, you know, you got to give give Scotty credit where it's due. He did uh, when when Jordan took that first season off. They were some fifty some win team. They took the Knicks to seven games. They they were doing okay. But Scotty, this is ridiculous. He, he he's got to shut up. I mean, he he can keep talking, but if he, he he can't expect us not to sort of expect this ridiculous fromness yeah. from him from now on, and and just kind of laugh at him. He, he's done this stuff before, and. Uh, even his outrage over the last dance, I'm like, what was so, what was so wrong? Like in the last dance, like he, there was a whole episode pretty much dedicated to you. And yeah, they, they kind of painted it in kind of a bad light, your whole injury situation where you sort of yeah, waited to, to, yeah. To, and, and so, yeah, you know, I get that, but. You highlighted know, what, what that you had you like the worst contract do? negotiation of all time. He probably yeah. wasn't a fan of them bringing that back up. Yeah. But. And, which is and on him. It's like, 
Well, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Be mad, whatever, but don't say shit like yeah, me and Mike were, were equals because we all know that's not true. Uh, Michael Jordan was a superstar in the league before Pippen even was even drafted. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, this is, uh, I don't know what he's trying to do, but it, it's definitely not, not helping his case for sure. Yeah. He's just, he's just got to leave, leave, leave well enough alone. We, he's still got a good reputation in terms of his playing days. Um, still, you know, a legend in, in the game, but if he does too much more of this, it'll, uh, that'll start to change, I think. Yeah. And one more, another great moment. Uh, and this is actually a, it's a press conference post game. Uh, Nikola Jokic brain just turned off because he heard an Irish accent for maybe the yeah. first time in his life. Yeah, he, it could be. He thought like an alien was talking to him or something. <laughs> and it's definitely like a weird when you're like you it probably is really weird when you learn English like American or just North American English and then you hear like yeah. someone from Ireland or the UK or Scotland or whatever. Well, uh, you yeah. you heard the audio though, right? Oh Did yeah, you? yeah, it's hilarious. It was also a really thick Scottish yeah. accent too. Yeah. Or, was it Irish? No, it was Irish. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Um like come on man you're gonna get people are gonna be pissed about that. Yeah, apologies. Uh yeah, but um no, the the, like some Irish accents are, are pretty like light. Like you, mm-hmm. you can some, sometimes you can like barely even tell just with certain word words, but that one was thick as hell. So, you oh, know, yeah. I, 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 I totally understand where the Joker is coming from, especially if it's, if it's not even your first language to hear such a strong accent. Yeah. Well, and I was once uh, told I'm a real Irishman by an Irishman. And then I don't really remember much. Are you Irish? Uh, a little bit more German though, man. Everyone knows it. Germaniac stand up. Uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll go one more uh, great, great moment. Uh, and this is that comes in the form of another quote. Uh, so Patrick Beverly, uh, the Timberwolves were playing the Clippers not t- too long ago in LA. And they did a little video tribute for Pat Bev. Not a single <laughs> actual basketball highlight was played in the tribute. It was just photos of him clapping and yelling, uh, yeah. which does more reflect his time there. Uh, and yes. he said when they asked him about uh, his time with the Clippers, he said, he, uh, I got no regrets. We turned this Laker city into a Clipper city. And that's all you can ask for. <laughs> Pat, that did not happen. I don't know who told you that. Maybe Steve Ballmer told you that and you believed it. But you need to know that that is never, ever going to happen. And it wasn't. They won a championship in the time that you were there. You blew a 3-1 lead. So it's not it's, you. You guys uh, are not the same whatsoever. Which it it shines a light on how delusional uh, Pat Bev is. Like you can see it when he's playing uh, and uh, yeah, no, uh, absolutely wrong. You know, they tried it. The Clippers tried it with the whole, the, the billboards and uh, yeah. you know, the Kawhi Terminator commercial, but it, it's never going to happen. At Karate least, style. I, it's, it's, uh, I, I can't see it happening. You know, maybe, maybe if it was like, it, it would have to be like over a period of years uh, where the Lakers were incredibly bad. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers were particularly good and exciting. Which, but it, even then, I couldn't see it happen. And even then, it kind, and of, it did did kind it. of already happen. Like when <laughs> when the Lakers were like in that rebuilding stage, Kobe was getting like post the Nash and Towers. Yeah, yeah. They were bad, and Lob City was like a Western Conference like like finals. Uh, you know, they were the, they were favorites. Uh, right. I mean, obviously Still. they didn't get there. They choked the every time they got. But yeah, they yeah. were amazing. Clearly, the better team in LA, and I guarantee you, if you went back, I guarantee you that the the Staples Center sold out more for the Lakers. Uh, yeah. I, I would almost guarantee. Just how it is. 
But yeah, uh, everybody, thank you once again for tuning into an episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, you know, this podcast, uh, it's been growing great, Jordan. Uh, by the time that uh, everyone's listening to this, we'll have hit our 500th download officially. Uh, and we'll be pretty much at a thousand streams, which, you know, humble beginnings, but, uh, we're, we're very happy with how things have been going a lot of yes. steady growth of the channel. So please keep showing your, uh, your love. We really appreciate it. Uh, and again, share us on social media or just word of mouth, whatever we, uh, we appreciate all of it. Uh, follow us at big dog ball talk, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, TikTok. even we're going to start getting more of these content out there for you guys. We just want to, you know, yep. make sure that we're giving you the best real uh, podcast content uh, as we can. Uh, but yep. uh, it, it's been a blast, Jordan. Another great episode. Uh, I don't know if you want to wrap us out, maybe this episode uh, being Jor Pak Shakur. Again, uh, this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Acorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my friend Jordan always says, Yo, yo, uh, if, you, uh, if you can't drink beer, for drink ginger beer. Right, Matt? Oh. Fever tree, ginger beer. Try okay. it out. No, the ginger... Put a beef behind that. You and your ginger, man. Ginger water, ginger drinks. Everything is ginger with you. What you don't understand You ginger? don't understand gut health, clearly. No, I don't, clearly, man. But at the same time, I just don't... Like, what, I'm sure there's other ways. There has to be other ways than just ingesting all this ginger. What about... I have a gingerbread house. What if look, I eat look. that? Christmas. It's Christmas, man. I told you, I decorated. It'll help. There's just too much sugar in that. But not all... Uh, Ginger, it, it keeps COVID away. Man. That's right. That's why I bought it. So why did I have the vaccine? I didn't really have to. I just did it mm-hmm. to be nice. But you should um, tell some more people about this whole ginger thing. I'm sure people would do it. Inject I will. Ground up ginger. Ginger. There's a ground lot of people like ginger. 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 Do it. No, but but uh, sure. seriously, if you're a ginger. You can't get COVID. Jordan, please. <laughs> I have a bit of a ginger beard. Uh, if I grew this out, I don't know if I mentioned that to you. Ginger, uh, but it's, 